Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, look what we're making today, Ty. We are making today a spice rub barbecued sirloin, beautiful, organic, free-range, really beautifully marbled meat. We're going to barbecue those. So they've been sitting in their dry brine, which is a ducker mix, which is a little spice mix that's got lovely whole seeds like fennel and coriander and whole cumin seeds and stuff. We've rubbed those. They're about to go on the barbecue. White sweet potato, pink sweet potato and English potato Sword, it's like a kind of cross between a fondant and a roast potato. We've got a smoked garlic gravy situation. We've got spice poached beetroots that have got a glaze that is made with the poaching liquor from the spice beetroots and a, the pulp from the plum compote, which is part of Makita's drink, which I'll tell you about now. Nothing gets wasted here, does it? Nothing. No. Nothing. We made a plum raspberry compote with cardamom. What else did you put in it, Deli? Uh, ginger, cinnamon, cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. So something that's a bit cosy and lovely, but not necessarily alcoholic. Jamsy yeah. Nathwaite is coming today, and um, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. Now, full disclosure, I called Tamsin and I said, Tamsin, I'm so happy you can come. Would you, as your guest, bring your friend and our friend, Fee Cotter Crate? Fee Cotter Craig is one of our favourite people on the planet. Yes. She's amazing. She's a TV producer, extraordinaire, really fascinating, extraordinary woman and a dear, dear family friend and also a really, really good friend of Tamsin's. So we were like, oh my God, maybe we could get them all at the same time. And Tamsin said, I'd like nothing better. So they're coming together, yeah. which is very exciting. So we're basically having like a kind of cross-generational birds in the industry Sunday lunch. Yay! <laughs> Tamsin was everywhere yeah. for a good five years. Yeah. And I wonder what that's like to then decide to leave something like that because it's so it's so stable and acting life just isn't. Is not stable. She's doing a play at the moment. She's, yeah, got, she an, she's got an interesting project that I really want to know more about called Free Women, which is about yeah. giving women access to kind of health spa retreat spaces who can't normally afford it. And that was one of the things I thought, oh God, I'd love to have Tamsin here so we could talk to her more about that. Okay, Tamsin and Fee, welcome to lunch. Now, normally I would say, Tamsin, who have you brought? But I know who you brought because I asked yeah. you to bring her. Oh, 
I found her outside <laughs> waiting. I mean, waiting. she does that. She's, <laughs> she's a bit of a skulker. She's by the bins. It's true. No, but I'm so happy that we could have Fee because um, we've known Fee for a really long Fee time. Fee Cotter Craig. Fee Cotter Craig. Amazing times in Alfred and Fee Cotter Craig. Welcome. I mean, I know her too. I yeah. know you're Not amazing. Just off the Not just off no. the telly. She's been stalking me for yeah. seven months. <laughs> Quite was some it? When time. was that? The the show that you met on. We were doing a thing together for Comic Relief, and I was thinking about this the other day, and it was called Comic Opera, in which five poor people, oh, actually all women, we gave them 24 hours to learn how to sing. 20. Four hours to learn how to sing an operatic aria live at the Coliseum in front of an audience. I mean, did you not just completely shit yourself? I'm sorry. Kind of, but I just used my dress (laughs) (laughs) to cover up everything. I had this brilliant dress and I just thought... Make the dress Did work. you make just dress flounce and flounce? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, but Townsend is doing herself a great disservice here. Is she amazing? A, she was amazing, but B, she was actually the, the one, and I, the others wouldn't mind me saying this, who basically drove it from the artistic point of view. Right. They had extraordinary help from the ENO. Oh, wow. But what they brought to it, once they'd been given their sort of directions, and I'd never seen this happen before, was what actors can actually, really good actors can oh. do. And she's one of the best I've ever seen. And oh. she absolutely brought life to it in a way mm. that I really couldn't believe. And because you hadn't envisaged that it might need, even. Oh. Well, no, because I created it, so I thought it was pretty fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then somehow she was interfering with your process. <laughs> My process. No, I, I, and I loved it from the minute I yeah. saw it. So my friend Sarah um, runs an amazing charity called Made in Hackney and her mother passed away recently and Sarah called me and said I just her mother had boxes and boxes of doilies and tablecloths and all of this beautiful wear and she's like I've given some of it away but I really want it to go to someone who might really appreciate it and I went are you kidding me bring it give it to yeah, me now yes. so I've got all these beautiful napkins and doilies and just Sarah's noticed mom. as well and there. Made in Hackney are amazing look how stunning that is so is it so what this Made in Hackney um, no so what Made in Hackney do is feed people yeah. all over the city actually it started in Hackney but, and I went and I'm an ambassador with them and they do made up boxes of food so it's not even just ingredients they take food to people who have no access to fresh food and who aren't able to make things for themselves that's amazing wow. and, and they do it every single day seven days a week 365 days a year and they've been doing it for like nine or ten years now mm. and in the pandemic then they started even for people like dealing with people dietary needs so people who've had cancer treatment who can't chew people who can't taste things they will do wow. specific dishes for people. So I've designed a couple of little meals that they take as well. And it was just like a real, like being able to do something like, like that with people who do that kind of work yeah. always makes it so humbling. Of course it because is. you're just like, wow, this is, it's like people who show up. Yes. Like every single day they mm-hmm. show up and they just do, do it. it. They don't talk to anyone, they just get it done. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And Made in Hackney are like that and they're brilliant. How fantastic. They're and, really, and, really good. And cool. I bet that what's their funding situation? I bet then because tight. it sounds, yeah. It's tight, you know, they need donations. So if yeah. anybody's listening and wants to donate to Made in Hackney, Made in Hackney. feel free to yeah, do cause, that. Because you have an initiative that you've started. Mm. And oh, I'm so interested in yeah, this. Yeah, we're wondering how you were funding it because it's, it's such a great thing. Tell us so all about it. I was on a retreat. I love a retreat. I reckon in the last, since maybe menopause, in about the last five years. Right. 
I've started kind of having to look after myself a lot better. And I got this because retreats. menopause kicked in and you had to think I think it was menopause. I also did that program Freeze of Fear, which made me go... I know, Wim Hof, Mum. That Wim Oh, Hof goodness, thing. we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Because... And that made me go, gosh, I don't push myself out of my comfort zone ever. And sharing a tent with seven other real high achievers right. who, like, get up in the morning and do a five-minute plank and all those things. I thought, Were my you gosh, the only one God. who didn't? No, I wasn't the only one who didn't. I was actually getting stuck in with them. And I was yeah. doing all the things that I thought I'd never do. But, like, getting in ice water. If you can get in an ice bath or ice water no. that's frozen, and I hate the cold. I think I should have been born in a hot country. Yeah. It's like, after that... You can do, deal with anything. Do you think you could do it? I can't. No. <laughs> wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you remember that ice machine? That cold machine that we used to go stand in in Stoke Newington after training? Yeah, but and you got quite into that. That's because I thought it would make me lose weight. <laughs> 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 well, it does. Yeah, but I, I only went in there for like a minute, tops. But it wasn't, it was so more not, about no, the fact that no, if you no. can do that, anything else is kind of a breeze yeah. and it brings it all right back to the breath it brings it all right back to meditation breath work breath work meditation nature all of these things that are completely free yeah yoga if you learn... dressing me out <laughs> no, no. But, but, no but if you learn how to do it you can take it into your everyday life and i think i went to a gong meditation the other day oh god that's what, what i want to do it's incredible oh my god is that i'm playing with those weird bones yeah and it was incredible it was an hour and a half long mm. it went like that Meditated through anyway. That the reason I got onto that is because yeah, so I was at a retreat. Oh, the retreat! Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. And I had this healing thing from some shaman. He held his hands over me over areas that probably needed healing, and I thought I fell asleep for an hour. And an hour later, he woke me up in my head, and I said, "I'm really sorry, I fell asleep." And he said, "You didn't fall asleep. You were shaking." Oh my goodness! For Sixty minutes like this. Oh, like really? Really? Anyway. I wasn't sure about it. He said, go back to your room. Don't look at your phone. Don't do anything. Just clear your head. And I went back to my room and I didn't do anything. I was just looking at the Dolomites in, in Italy, like on the balcony. That's this so is mad. Oh, oh, so you were in Italy where your family yeah. was from? Yeah. Oh. How did you know that? Because I do my research. <laughs> <laughs> and all of this, it felt like something had shifted or cleared or something had gone and... And I was just sat there and I thought, I really want to thank this place for allowing this to happen. It was like a six-day trip. So I thanked the, the Pradelhof and Healing Holidays who had kind of shown me where to go. Yeah. And it was a complete solo trip. And, on, and I thanked them on Instagram. And all I kept getting was, I need that. I just can't afford it. That's what I need and I can't afford it. And within probably a couple of hours, I'd gone from self-care to creating a movement on my phone <laughs> and in the computer and going, I haven't got time for yoga and sauna today. <laughs> creating a movement. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't creating a movement. No, but, but, you. You but what was overwhelming was the amount of people coming on going, well, I do this healing, yeah. I'm a masseur, I'm that. And, oh. and I think I thought, we'll just do one retreat. So we'll... how are you connecting people to access all that stuff? So there are five co-founders who have been with me and we've done two what? overnight retreats. We've, this week there are two day retreats in Devon. How you accept and how you submit, say you have to nominate someone. Yeah. Right. So the two day retreats that are in Devon are menopause retreats. So that's about women that are just juggling everything. Yeah. Suddenly the menopause hits them. A lot of the time they're doing it on their own. They don't have the money for a nanny. They no. don't, and they're running around trying to have careers and have it all as we're supposed to have. Yeah. Is HRT free? It is free. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
And but not everyone can take it. People right. that have had it's cancer. complicated. It's, it's really complicated. complicated. So I think because we don't know enough still. Yeah, no, of course. Because and also we haven't talked about it enough until quite recently when it's all yeah. gone crazy about yeah. menopause. But so it was, what's it called? Your... It's called We Free Women. We Free Women. That's yeah. it. Yes. And we've had men saying, "Can you do one for us?" <laughs> but at the moment, we're just concentrating because. It's not an anti, there's nothing anti-man no, about no, it. No, no, It's just that the load, the workload tends to be quite female heavy. Yeah. And then when people are hitting the menopause, they don't really know. I mean, they're losing their confidence. Oh they're God, getting angry. So they can't really cope. Well, I never realised that they meant me. <laughs> no, I agree. You know what I mean? When people talk about the menopause, I thought, oh, that happens to women when they get older. Yes. Mm. I didn't realise I was going to get older. Mm. And it meant me as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 it makes yeah. no sense because obviously I knew I was going to get older. Yeah, but, but I just don't see yourself as a no, menopause woman. And you don't, you still don't understand. Also, I thought it was just going to be like bad PMT. Me too. For a bit. And, and then I was just going right. to get hot. My mum said yeah. I got hot one afternoon. Yeah. That's literally how she described it. My mum thinks it's made up. Does but you, you yeah. know they used to say when they when women got to a certain age she's gone a bit funny yeah what did you know about it Fee? Yeah. well i knew it was going to happen and then it, i mean i hate to tell you my experience was very like your mother's oh my god uh, it, it was just that, no but i'm really easy. happy for you yeah and so, but, mm. I, but i know so i have so many friends who have had the most awful times mm. and you know and they've done you know the classic things of you know putting the cat in the fridge oh yeah, oh, yeah. and then being surprised when they you know yeah yeah where's the cat where's, where's the Cat, just feeling cat. a bit doolally. Yes, but I was very lucky, and I don't know why. Or it might have been because I was just so drunk when I, when I had it. <laughs> well, I think that's I, what women do. Um, that actually, I you know didn't notice it. No. Well, it's, that is possible. You know, it's possible because people do self-medicate right the way through. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to blame. Actually, I'm going to blame the menopause for being an alcoholic for a bit. Okay, do, <laughs> why not? Why why not? not now. No, I'm not. How I'm long have you? How long have you been cleaning, Serene? Well, actually, thirteen years. My sort of and. and anniversary is on the 1st of September and I usually make a huge deal out of it to myself by waking up and the first thing I do is I listen to Irene Cara's Oh What a Feeling because oh, nice. I love it exactly and it is the most if you've been a drunk and then you become sober it is the most incredible gift to yeah, give yeah. yourself I okay anyway and normally i sort of build up to it and i think oh should i have a little listen before no <laughs> forget and then, then this year i completely forgot wow and so i think i'm now over, over the excitement of being sober and i and just, just expect are. yes and i know just i'll just never survive. ever have another drink again yeah. as long as i live right so it's like wow. live it live it and then it just is yeah exactly and it just becomes yeah, it's not precarious so you don't have to kind of no, carry I, it around yeah. in your hands exactly like, kind of so like anything could happen yeah fragility careful careful yeah and the thing I'd say, if anyone is listening, if this makes it to the you know final cut and everything, is if you think oh, you're a producer, if, I know. You, <laughs> such a if producer. You, if you that think felt. you've got a drink problem, stop drinking. It's yes. really that simple. If you've even had the thought, yeah. yeah. If you think you might drink too much, just stop it because honestly, life is much more fun without mm. it. Amazingly. Yeah. I think everybody should do whatever they need to do to be happy and to be healthy. Yeah. It's quite interesting being an English person. You go somewhere like America and you have a second drink and people go, you're right. You're <laughs> yes, really? And you're like, and it's like, somebody said to me, it's like, if, in America, it's like what a normal English person would drink on the train <laughs> from, from Houston to Liverpool. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, so worried about her. Yeah, so true. Oh my God, I've had two little wine bottles. Leave me she alone. She's had a shit train ride as well. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's true. It happened to me in LA once. Yes. I was having lunch with Morwenna um, Banks and all her team Love were there. Her. 
And I ordered just a, a spritzer, you know, wine with um, fizzy water in it. And one I had. <laughs> maybe two. Possibly. I remember I was two, drunk. Maybe two. Let's stop at two. Exactly. So English. And, and, I had one. Okay, three. <laughs> Actually, let me no, 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 obviously it was, it was very, very little. Because I remember thinking, I better not have too much because I'm in America. And totally. So I, so I had two glasses, right? Two wine glasses full. And at the end of the lunch, some woman very concerned came up to me and said, honey, I think I have a programme you'd be interested in. And I thought she meant a television programme. I thought it was a job. You thought you got a job. So finally, I cracked Hollywood. No. Hollywood. No, no, she wanted way. to put no, she you in the two white wine <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We were talking about this and talking about the kind of the way that a soap opera lives in this country. And I remember when you joined EastEnders, you weren't just in EastEnders, you were like the centre of you these were huge EastEnders, plot really. lines for about five years. Early noughties was your time. Was it late 90s, early noughties? 98. 98. I went to into like, the show. That's right. it. Before camera phones. Yeah. Oh. But during... News of the world days and people sat outside oh, your house with long really? lenses. Did they Those used to do days. that to you? Yeah. They used to. Oh, oh yeah. My God. But what you didn't have is Constant, everything. Everybody con- taking pictures constantly of you taking. So I think we were more hermits. We'd either be out or we'd be in with the shutters closed because there'd be someone sat outside. Because EastEnders was is it just really a, that bad. Yeah. Because EastEnders is just a different kind of being famous. It's like you're in it everyone's then, home yeah. every night, and it's what eighteen million people well, watching. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I think. Mel getting married to Ian Beale. Oh my gosh, she did, yeah. On <laughs> New Year's Eve for the millennium, I got a feeling that 23 million people <gasps> watched it. Oh, Something like that. Yes. It was, it was And there was a screen in Trafalgar Square the, with the whole thing <laughs> showing where everyone was crowded round. And I was away because I wanted to get out of the country, my family. And I remember someone phoning me from Leicester Square going, you can hear a pin drop. And, and it's because everybody was voice. just... Because they're going through the... I do. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever awful acting I was But this is a very different experience to just being a jobbing actor. It's like suddenly yeah. you, you're in EastEnders and something else happens. Your life becomes very different. Yeah, but when I joined, it was three-month contract with a three-month extension. Oh, maybe. Every time. Yeah, and well, I think they did a year after... But I remember thinking, oh, this is just a job, yeah. an actor's job. Mm. And then, of course, it gets extended and yeah. it, it started to go well. So I stayed there. But 
I had a brilliant time. Yeah, I bet. Did you? Was oh, it, yeah. Did you enjoy it? You liked it? Loads of it was just brilliant. Who were your main guys? <laughs> Ian Beale. Did you have time with Martin? Uh, me and Martin Kemp were married. Oh, yeah, you're me married and Martin. Mel and Martin. <laughs> Mel and Martin. <laughs> me and Martin. <laughs> so she married two guys from the square, did she? Oh, I think yeah. she married again. Who, oh Matt? my God, Mel. Yeah. That kind of telly famous yeah. is really interesting, isn't it? Because people think they really do properly know yeah. you. There's an intimacy about telly famous. Yeah. And how did you find that kind of attention? Well, I think when I first went in, it was on twice a week. And by the time I left, it was on four times a week, plus the Sunday omnibus. Yeah. You know? Oh, I used to love the Sunday so omnibus. Do they not have that still exist? No, I don't watch it anymore. I used to watch EastEnders religiously. Like, yeah. was, like mm. there was a massive EastEnders. I watched yeah. it all the time. All the yeah. time you were on it. It all got a bit too... Grim. So, Mum, yeah. that's how you—that's how you decided to leave EastEnders. How did that's you? Decide- I, <laughs> <laughs> I love the way Andy manages to absolutely she's just just seamlessly <laughs> insert herself in. She's in it. She is. It's so immersed. People are so rude. No, but but how? Because yeah. that's a lot of security. This is the thing. I I have a lot of aunties and uncles that were actors when I was a kid, so I really understood. And it's interesting mm. that I've become a freelance person in my working life because yeah. I remember thinking, "Oh, that looks scary. That whole not knowing." Where your next job's coming from and the rejection all of that so to then get something so stable and good money and you're working and everyone's watching because I hate making TV no one's watching how do you leave that because it feels so good when it's because good because it was three and a half years I was there and before I was a jobbing actress doing things like theatre mm-hmm. and bits and pieces but mainly theatre so in my head I thought well I'll just go back to being a jobbing actress right and doing what I did, but I'll just have a bit more money this time because I've just been in that for three and a half years. So I think that I quite welcome that, not knowing. But the grass is always greener because then when you don't know, you're like, I just want a bit of stability. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're in something for six months and you're like, oh, I just need some days off for it. I know, I know. But as long as you can flow with it all, like water. Yes. Then then you're okay because this too shall pass is the best saying ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. Because you know it will come round. You know it will come round. And that's actually also about the good things as well. It's like you're flying high. It's like this too shall also pass. Absolutely. What about you, Fee, on your side of the industry? I mean, you're a producer. Indeed. And uh, so what's it been like for you? I'm so old now that nobody wants me. Oh, I'm too different. I want you. We I want know, you. I know, darling. But I know. It's interesting because I think that should, would be, you'd think that would be celebrated as a producer yes. in television. Yeah, because it means you're, you're really experienced, it, yeah. you've done loads yes. of stuff. Yeah, and you have done so many different things. No, that's, that's true. Did you have a heyday where it was like, just like bang, 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 working, working, working? Yes. In a very different time well, in the you, industry? Well, yes and no, but, but, but there it was all drugs. There was a big show I worked on once. Let's call it that. And um, <laughs> we, we had to work very, very, very long hours. And yeah. there was really, truly only one way we got through it. And that drugs. was drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, was just, it was just part of the scene. And, but now, it would never happen. No, can you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't. Drugs on the set. No. But yes, that's what it on was. On well, One of the places I worked, somebody came around on a Friday Shut afternoon up. and took our orders. Shut no. up! Absolutely Mom, true. <laughs> and that was the 80s. And that now the, 80s. The, the, the generation that are just coming up don't even drink. Can I, I say that know. in my generation it was like that as well? Yeah. I remember yeah. thinking, oh, it's just like uh, life. 
telly because yeah. I was used to growing up around parties and people and yes. it's not even a hum of that energy but now. most of us were in our sort of early to mid-twenties and we were given all this responsibility to fill up two hours of programming and um, we were given autonomy and, yeah. you know, uh, and we were allowed to find the stories and then put them on television and now... And find you your rhythm. Things, everything is overproduced though. I think in TV, in music, in everything yes. that you do, in every creative endeavour... Things used to be able to develop as a sort of underground, underneath the radar, and that would be sort of recorded just kind of almost ad hoc, and then it would become something that was sort of shared bigger and bigger and bigger, and it sort of organically Mm. became a great big thing. Now, there are people scouting around, trying to find the next big thing before it's even had a chance to draw the rest. You'll never do it like that. And it just means that things end up being really sanitised and also just flat. No fun. Monodynamic, because nothing's true, it's not real. Because everyone's so frightened Mm. as well now. So because of that fear that's putting everything, everything has to almost be so sanitised and it's sometimes like... Robotic television. Totally. C- creation coming from fear is just like not the one. That's not what you need. <laughs> That's yeah, like no, not no. creation start. Can, 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 yes, you're absolutely right. That sort of created round what we can't do. Yeah. So yeah. get yes. rid of everything. Yeah. And then also What's we're left, left with these three ideas. And also, <laughs> tap also, also constantly <laughs> thinking about what somebody else might react to mm. it is not the way well, you're you have to... You're guessing everything. Yeah, it doesn't mm. matter. You, you shouldn't be thinking about You've that. You've just got to be your authentic about... self. Do your authentic... What you believe yes. in, what you are good at, and hope that everything else works, out. works with you. So you have two children. Two children, that's it. And a partner. Yes, you're still a child. Do you still? Oh, your boyfriend's younger than you. Yeah. So, so your husband, so I've got boyfriend, two kids. I've yeah. got a fifteen-year-old. I've got a eleven-year-old and a thirty-three-year-old partner. Oh, woo! What a life. You're not quite perky, <laughs> though. You're looking kind of good on that. Having a good well, time. Well, I'm happy at the moment. We yeah. don't. We don't discuss the future. We just have a nice time. I, exactly actually, I read something you said, Tamsin, that I loved so much. You said, I have this lovely man in my life. He's a wonderful stepdad to my kids. And it feels great. But if he wasn't here, I would still feel whole. And I would like my life. And oh, I just yeah. Thought, yes, yes. I so, mean, if he wasn't adding and complimenting my, my life, we wouldn't be together. But I feel complete on my own. Which is quite new. Oh. Isn't, it, isn't it a fantastic So, so even though I, I'm what, in love with him, yeah. if he wasn't around, I would still feel complete. You'd still feel and complete. Because that, I love myself at the moment. Yeah. So you do. That's so good. Congratulations. It's taken a long time. Yeah. It does take so a long time. Oh, God. It does take a long time. But so time. I met Cher once. Cher said to me, mm. I always... Cher. No, Cher. Cher's my guru. Share can be your guru. She what, said this thing to me. Actually, wait, wait, actual share. Yeah. Actual share said to me. I can't believe she's taking this. This is my story. <laughs> it's not your story. I she know, said it to me. The fact that I have something that Cher said to me <laughs> is a story <laughs> of mine in my life. <laughs> it's like the share war. But anyway, so she said to me, I love going out with um, younger men because they were brought up by women like me. She said, men that are the same age as me get on my nerves. They're assholes. Men that are younger than me were brought up by women like me who think like me, so they're really cool. And I was like, oh, my God, that's such a brilliant... Yeah, that's a brilliant thought, isn't it? Mm, She is... Mm. 
always brilliant. She, oh, I, love her. I absolutely love her. Is she like your friend? No. But you both love her. I was watching I Witches her. of Eastwick every night at oh, home. I loved God. it so much. And then mum went, we're going to go see Nana at the studio down the road. And we got there. And I was like, why is the lady from the film here? Oh, my <laughs> God. I was like, what is that? <laughs> oh, and I, my she, God. she was just amazing. But then I interviewed her. <laughs> like, and this is your story. And this is my share story. For uh, don't get it twisted, the burlesque film special. <laughs> okay, Christina Aguilera share story. But anyway, I went to LA and it was a junket, and we all know what those can be like. Junket is where you're interviewing um, different actors in a hotel. I was last, and I had to wait all day. And then we just talked for an hour, and yeah. we just chatted. We had tea, and she told me about her life, and she gave me advice that I still like hold in my heart. What? Oh, oh right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it was... Well, she's got that famous line of when she says, um, don't you want to date a rich man? And she says, I am a rich man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come I on. always say that. Come on. But what she said to me that. is never let a man tell you how much you can dream because it will always be limited. Of course. Never, Ooh. ever let them tell you how big I love you Cher. can be. She really should be running everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, Queen of the world, Cher? Queen of the world. Yeah. There's yeah. a few people I think should be running things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. So I want to quite like Dawn French up there. Dawn French, Dawn French yes. would be great. Well, Dawn French would be Shared great. takes over America. Dawn French takes over here. Yeah. I bet we'd be oh, having a really good time. Imagine a world run by them. I'm really liking the idea of the women's communes at the moment, where women seem to be... Single mothers seem to be buying places together oh, yeah. with really? other women. Yeah. Yes. And, they, and it's a Raising really productive household. Mm. And they take it in turns to do the childcare. And but yet you they know, work. when Makita was little, that's kind of how... She was what of anyway. Was it was like a whole bunch it. of us. You know, none of us had any money, really. We certainly didn't have any nurse. Well, Nana had a nanny. So we all shared looking after the children. They all grew up in a big pile and slept in a pile most of yeah. the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what's it that like was kind of like when I, no, well, when I was brought up, oh, my yes. mum was Italian. My mum had me when she was 19. My dad was 23. You know, they're, they're young. And she was yeah. Italian. And she, did she come over here? No, she was born here. Born but, here. Yeah, further back. That basically, and when I say they didn't have money, they my dad was a black cab driver and he also worked for the Sunday Times in the day, so he was like doubling up. Yeah. But when I think about it, like I always remember, it was very, very often my mum and dad's house was a, a open house, and you know, people would come in and look for their kids and then find them asleep <laughs> under the pile of coats, <laughs> you know, at two in the morning. We've got to go, can you pick the kids up, right? And and you know, they'd go, I mean, you'd never be able to do it now. I was just thinking, you could not. Of course not. And then you'd be like now. finding the two-year-olds, like that someone had put a coat over them, but then someone had thought that was the coat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, and then they'd be tucked into the back of the car, no seatbelts. Right. But yeah. that is almost we were a, a version like of the community raising the community. Yes. 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 And I love I love, I that. love that. So happy and I, from if that. I hadn't had that when she was little, I don't know what I would have lost my mind. I don't know what I would have done. And no. I certainly would have I think I would have gone underwater. Yeah, slipped you, think under. you would have. Yeah, no, absolutely, because you need it. You need it. Like on New Year's Eve, we always did a thing where everybody would bring the kids to my house and then anybody could go out. So people would go out for a couple of hours, come back, and then somebody else would go out for a couple of hours. Very clever. And it's just a nice way of doing things. And you lot used to just run about until you collapsed. We were were happy. And then we'd go, oh, look, one of them's asleep behind that pot. Pick it up. Pick it up and put it in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Pick it up and put it with the rest. (laughs) Yes. Put it in the 
Wendy house. There's about four of them in the Wendy house in the back bedroom. Put it in there. Should be fine. So has that translated into the way you've raised your kids? My, no, mine's a, mine's a bit less kind of working class just because of No, because of what life. you did with your life, yeah. 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 Mm. And so I did have a nanny slash family member slash, I don't know, someone that brought up my kids when did we were growing up. Did you yearn for structure? Yes, when you were de- right. desperately. Because she was like that. Nikita used to show me pictures of weird um, offices and go, why doesn't that house look like this? And I go, because that's an office. <laughs> Nobody lives there. Yeah. That's where they do, you know, and she would like stainless steel. She wanted everything. Ours because, was all like, yeah. it's a cloth everywhere. When I went to my convent school, I had indoor shoes, outdoor shoes, indoor hat, outdoor hat. And oh. suddenly I was in Ursuline convent in Ilford. And suddenly I was allowed to speak differently if I wanted. I didn't <laughs> have to even speak like my parents. Right, is that <laughs> you know, got a bit active? I don't know, just suddenly like... Oh, God, I can recreate my life like this really How kind of organised. How old were you when you were Nine or ten. Oh really? Did yes. you love that? I did for a minute. And then, of course, that's not really me, this convent. Then you realise you're in a convent, yeah. <laughs> I'm now in a convent. I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to be a nun. Yeah. No, no. yeah, yeah. I think I enjoyed the structure. That's, yeah. on, that's the honest truth. Yeah. Like, and then in the team, like the sports and stuff, all of that, the sporting was really great. You're yeah. very competitive. I think I am. Yeah, me too. I think, yeah. I think you're very competitive in general, to be honest with you. Because you just always try your hardest. I think I'm overly I, passionate. Yes. Is what I'd no, like I don't think it's overly. No, it's... I think it's it just matters. passionate. I think you're allowed. If you're okay. doing a job, I think you have to love it. If you love it, you will give it everything you possibly can and not stop worrying about it until you think, OK, I've done it now, I'm good. When did acting sort of appear then? You are lovely. When, well, you when did I'm acting appear? Was it? I'm just wondering how that sort of... What you're saying about her naturally, those natural kind of tendencies, did that? Did it just seem like the I, logical path for you to take? I, uh, I was doing... Like, I did eight years of musical theatre before I got my first play with Alan Aitborn in Scarborough at his theatre. I was just doing musical theatre. Up and down the country, like... In the West End. In the West End. So eight years of, like, Oliver and Grease and all of those big productions in the West End. I mean, you're quite young. I started when... Well, I left college at 19, London Studio Centre in King's Cross, and started straight away. And toured and then went into town and... And then I was working with Alan Aitborn for a one and a half year period and I had an audition for EastEnders at the end of it. And I remember it was something like July the 5th and on July the 8th they said, I had a pager. Oh my God, oh, God do you And I, I remember I had a pager and I was on Tottenham Court Road and I was in a dance troupe at the time because I was earning money at night. God, I've just... God, dub- doubling up really? like that. Doubling up like that. <laughs> Earning money at night, be careful. <laughs> Earning money at night. Scantily clad. It wasn't just earning money at night. It was dancing. No, gyrating is- around. Because I was just thinking, God, but why would you get a night job as well? And I just thought, well, if oh, your dad yeah. was doing two jobs, you were quite used to that. No, I think my dad, is, my dad was retired quite young. But when, He only did the two jobs for a short amount of time. And then I think he's been retired for a really long time. I can't ever see myself not working where did the grafter in you come from oh i i I still love a car boot sale right (laughs) there's something there's something it's no waste is is really imprinted on me that that food mustn't be wasted and you know i've got things at home that i know i can sell and so i will actually take my kids to a car boot sale and it's it's more about the fact that i'd rather put that money into the charity right so you do car boot sales i still do do your kids love that one loves it (laughs) (laughs) 
I love a one's got star. the one's got the graft in her, right. which is like I need to work, I need to earn money. Yeah, like this little artful dodger character. Right, and I think that's that's obviously from me. That's from Can me. I just ask a question? So, do you actually stand behind the table? Oh yeah. And what do people? I did it once in a wig. How do people react? <laughs> I, I put realize? a wig on once, what and then I started wig? talking. No, no, tell me what sort of wig. Was it a? <laughs> it was a, a chair one? wig. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it all roads lead back to chairs. Right. Okay, so you stand behind whatever. You're yeah, I mean, I don't do them every week, Phil. Oh. No, but I'm, I'm just, I'm I'm just, just imagining people going, "Isn't that Tamsin?" Sometimes, but it's more about the buzz for me. Like I used to do them at Hackney Wick years ago. Oh heavens! Me and my two brothers, you had to get up at four in the morning. We'd pack the van. And we would have everything from a mum and dad's loft. We'd be going around going, that clock, they don't want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back. I'd like to ask all of you a question. Oh, please right. do. Because, okay. it's, because then, it, like then it. it leads into something appalling that I did quite recently. That oh, might, no. that might, um, As opposed to something appalling you did a long time, time ago. ago. That's right. <laughs> Find me. <laughs> so I would like I would like to know from each of you. Do you actually prefer being recognised and being famous, or somebody who you are sitting quite close to, i.e., as close as this, not having a clue who you might be? Which would you actually prefer? Rather than I don't that? know the answer to that question. I like. I mean, I don't care about people recognise me or not recognise me, but I do feel really grateful when people are interested in the work that I do yes. and give a shit about anything I've got to say about yeah. anything. I yeah. did a book That's signing a and a talk generally. yesterday. Huh? It's generally quite a lot you've got to say about yeah. I've got anything. quite a lot to say, so it's quite nice. That I like the fact that people audience. want to hear it, because it would otherwise just be me talking to the wall. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it has to come out. Tell us about the book signing. I did a book signing yesterday in Abergavenny, Abergavenny Football, oh, wow. and I realised that every single time I go to one of those things, I think no one's going to come. And every single time there's been so many people there oh. and it's always a really emotional... Because I just think if you're going to do those things, there's no point in half answering no. things. And people ask you a question, so, you know, I end up talking about, you know, my poor five-year-old sad heart when I was a little girl. You know, all of this stuff. So there were people crying and it was just a really kind of intimate, emotional, intense experience. And I, I like that. Mm. I like having that kind of access to so many people and I like them being able to access me back. Something in me kind of needs it. Happy <laughs> with yourself. Yeah. Yes, yesterday I said I feel that. like a rocket ship. Brilliant. But this is what me and Mum do. Can we just say cheers to the rocket ship? Cheers to the rocket ship. Rocket ship. I would imagine you would be positive about most situations. Yeah, I mean the, what, yeah. I mean you just have to. You make a choice, don't you? You have to. You but you chose that. Yeah. Obviously way back yeah yeah because I like, it. I like but it I think some people are absolutely predisposed to that attitude yeah. uh, what is it Audrey Lord said something brilliant I am deliberate and I'm scared of nothing Oh, yes, God, yes. Audrey Lord, what a woman. Lovely. Incredible. I am deliberate and I'm scared of nothing. Audrey Lord also fantastic. said without community, there is no liberation. There you go. Audrey all the way. Audrey and Cher. What? <laughs> I'm so happy they came to join us for lunch. Oh, okay, so you, my darling. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you got the questions. The questions. <laughs> do you, would, do you, would you rather be recognised or um, not noticed? I'm really grateful and appreciative when people say, I saw you in that and I loved your performance. Or... I came to see you in that and it's a theatre thing and I really let that play really stuck with me yeah. or that, you know, if someone's seen something and it's affected them, you think yeah. job done. Yeah. 
And so that I don't ever tire of that. No way. And that's not about ego even. That's no, about you paying it forward and the ripple effect of something. Deepak Chopra. Yes. So I had this meal with him and 10 other people that I was invited Shut to. Shut up. Oh my God. At Soho House. And then he sat at the end of the table, Deepak, and he said, so in our culture, in um, our beliefs, we believe that the first 25 years of your life is to learn, is study. It's all about learning. And the second 25 years of your life is, is we call the fame and fortune years, but it's actually family, building your family and your business and your life. And the third 25 years of your life is all about paying it forward, giving it back and service. Wow. wow. Service. I knew it! <laughs> And I it don't think so I've sense. got anything anywhere near as much joy from the giving back right. or mm. the paying forward, whatever you want to yeah. call it, Definitely. of We Free Women. And, you know, just, just when you start to do things and you realise, oh, my God, I'm out of myself because mm. you see the effect it has on and other people and that becomes the buzz. Exactly. And it's do good. That's it's so like in Rastafarianism, they say do oh, good. Tell them do about the good. heart thing. Yeah, we went to, I went to this incredible camp when we were doing the Caribbean show up in the mountains, an old plantation that they'd taken over and, and turned into this beautiful Rastafarian camp. Community. Uh, community, all these different families, people. I know we went to a Nyabingi drumming ceremony. Mm. Oh, Oh my God, times in feet. It was just so, I was like, oh God, something really big in my life's happening right now. You know, you're like, it's yes. right now, something yeah. is shifting. And it was just this, dun, 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 dun. And she said, and I said, I love that. You said, it's like the heartbeat. And she says, yeah, but it's the heartbeat saying, do good, do good. And it's just so simple to the point where I can't even let like, I don't know, I can't even let like a tin fall off the shelf in a supermarket. I'm like, do good, pick that up for them. Yeah, or like, just like make sure that that's and feel, make sure, and like, don't be kind to that man who delivered this today and make sure he feel, do good. Pay forward, do good, be of service. We are all one. Exactly. Just some people haven't been awakened to it yet. Yeah, yeah, they will. They'll come back. The reason they pass the Suchi on the left-hand side yeah. is because that's where your heart is. Yes. That's, that's, why, is. Yeah, yeah. that's why things are passed to the left. It's, it's not it's just about getting heart. high. It's about community and communing together through your heart. Neither did I until she got back from the camp. Please, <laughs> can I tell you the reason I asked about the yes. pain? Yes. Because mm. a couple of weeks ago, I went out for lunch and I went to meet some people I didn't really know, but I'd met a couple of times and they were really nice. Then they asked me to go for lunch and I went. And so there was nobody there I knew. And there were two married couples and a single woman who was a really high-powered lawyer. And I found myself sitting next to one of the wives of the couple, okay? And I was chatting away and I said to her, what do you do? And she said she was an actor. And I thought she was probably about, oh, I don't know, 27, 28. And the rest of them were sort of up to early 40s, okay? And I said, oh, really? Um, what sort of actress are you? Oh, no. And she Love it. said, oh, I do a bit of everything. So then I said to her, um, oh, well, I actually know the guy who runs the Norwich Theatre. Would you like me to put you in touch with him? And she said, no, no, I, I, I'm not right, right. right. okay. So this went on for a bit longer. <laughs> This is an awful truth. And I then said to her, well, going back to you being an actor. And she said, yes. She's thinking, God, who is this woman? <laughs> this woman not know me. Exactly. She said, I mean, have you done any movies or anything? And she said, yes, a couple. 
Spencer, really? Yeah, um, <laughs> really awful. Did she say I've won an Oscar? No, not quite. Okay, she was she was brilliant about it because she must have known it was real, and I had absolutely no idea who she was. So she, she said to me, I, I, "I yes, I have actually." She said, "I've done a couple," and I said, oh, "What what ones?" And she said, "Well, I did one with Olivia Coleman." I went, "Oh, really? Which one?" And she said, "She'd done um, the Bad Mother," and I said, "Oh God, I've seen that. Well, you one of the kids?" And she went, "No." <laughs> Because the kids were about seven or eight, and it was only two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, no, actually, I played um, the young Olivia. And I said, you didn't. <laughs> and she said, I did. So I then get home, and I thought, I wonder who it was. <laughs> OK, and I went to look at IMDb. I don't think Mum's <laughs> going to know who this is. And I do, because Is I'm... it Jessie Buckley? Yes, yes. Jessie Buckley. <laughs> the most sought after I love her. actress in the world. My favourite in the story. My friend. I know a man. <laughs> I love Norwich her. Theater. At Norwich Theatre. And I what's so funny is that about not that long ago, she probably would have liked to be at the Norwich Theatre. She's a great singer. She's a great singer, isn't she? She's a fantastic human. Honestly. Is she a lovely woman as well? Is she married? Yes, she's got a nice husband. Called Freddie. Oh, lovely! Yeah. Oh, he was at the party. He was at the party too. It was just, and it, and it was just the awful. <laughs> they loved me. That Norwich fish. Oh, jolly good. You're I'm doing well. Yeah. Here's to spirituality. Um, can I make a toast for you? Yes, you yes. can. Can we let's fill up our glasses? Okay. Because this is absolutely relevant to what this is about. I think this toast should be about friendship and particularly the joy of female friendship because we ladies absolutely you know need each other yeah. and each and every one of you has brought such joy to my life so i'd just oh, like to thank please. you for we that. love you, so there love you. Go. i'm so Thanks happy you're with us today old friends old, and new old, old friends and new exact friends and new thank you for coming that yes. female <laughs> exactly <laughs> wow my goodness that was so much fun that was fun that was genuine fun a new knew I was going to love Tamsin. You just know with some people that they're good. As you always said to me when I was a kid, good people, she good people. What's that line in When Harry Met Sally? Like, you know, like with a good melon. <laughs> you, like, you know, like when you get a good melon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tamsin's like. As soon as I opened the door and I saw her eyes, I went, oh, I like you. Yeah. She's just proper people, isn't she? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I really wanted to know as much as I could about Tamsin as possible. And yeah. also, I really wanted to talk to Fee properly because she's been in our lives for so long and she's just so undervalued in her work yeah. and yeah. she's such a brilliant producer and yeah. why aren't those women kind of celebrated celebrated more? and valued mm. and paid what they're worth and yeah. being, why aren't there people knocking down the door when mm. there's this incredible human who's done all this extraordinary work I loved it when Tamsin said she really could never get enough of people coming up to her and saying, I saw you in that plane. It really made me feel something. It transformed you. It made me feel different. Yeah. And that, that, I think, if you're a creative person, the hunger for that, that, that that's like food to you. That's mm. like fuel. And it's like, that's why you do creative work. That's why we do the things that we do. Because we want to reach other people. It's not about a recognition thing. It's about connecting Connection. to other human yeah. beings and yeah. that is what I live for you know I love that we ended today with that beautiful toast from Fee about female friendship yes and how important we've all been to each other in our lives in different ways yeah because it's it's good to be to remember here's to Sunday lunching here's to Sunday lunching I like it
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 